Hey everyone, this is Amazing Fantasy Football. I am Josh and he is Chris. That is Chris over there. Um, I almost said it again this time. <laughs> hey, I thought you were gonna. You threw me off. Uh how you doing today, Chris? I'm doing great. It's Sunday afternoon. I enjoy my Sunday afternoons. It's coincidentally is Valentine's Day. It's it's still morning, dude. It's still morning, what did I say? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh anyways. Um yeah, you know what I realized this week, Chris? What? I'm 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 not funny to the young to the young folk anymore. Oh no! Like, yeah, I was talking with uh, my partner in crime at work, and we have students that work with us at work, and uh, they do not find me funny whatsoever. They just kind of stare at me like that's not funny. <laughs> You've lost touch with the younger crowd. It happens. I guess I have. It happens. I, I guess I have. Well, we'll we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to work on my material more, I guess. Um, maybe not have so many raunchy jokes or something. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'll have to <laughs> I have to start wearing some tight jeans and um yes. I don't know. Do, definitely should do that. That'll that'll make so more constricting. endearing. So constricting. <laughs> Anyways, today we're talking speaking about of tight ends. ends. Speaking of tight ends, great segue. Yep, that's the thing I don't have. <laughs> um we are talking about the top 12 tight ends for the 2020 fa uh, fantasy season. Um, our number one tight end is of no surprise to anyone whatsoever. Um, it's Travis Kelsey. You know, he's he's the greatest. He really is. Um, there's there's going to be some guys that are missing on this list that definitely could have been on, be, but because of injury. Um, we're looking at you, George Kittle. Uh, yeah, for sure. But even then, I don't think like some people were saying that Kittle is better than Kelsey before the 2020 season started. I don't think so, man. I'm I'm not on board with that at all. Like Travis Kelsey, look at this: 145 targets, 105 receptions. Hey, that's a really great catch rate of for over 1400 yards, 11 touchdowns. You know, like, um, did you know that if Travis Kelsey was listed as a wide receiver, he would have been, I believe, wide receiver number three. On the yes, season. and I would have loved to have him on my team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you when you look at it like that, in the sense that like this is how he scored as far as like being a wide receiver, you can make an argument to take him in the first round. Like you're drafting him and expecting that those numbers right there. Yeah, yeah. But I don't see why he outside of injury. I don't see why he can't. You know, unless the Chiefs go out and grab like somehow get like one of the best wide receivers in this year's draft or they spend money on Allen Robinson or something. Mm -hmm. I, I don't see him. I don't see him budging from this. Like, you know, at least being in that, like maybe not, he won't be the number one overall tight end, but he'll be two, you know? Absolutely. I, yeah. I mean, I, I just, think it's, go ahead. I, you know, I just, I don't have, I don't have much else to say about him because he's the man. You know, I, th I think it has a lot to do, at least for me, with a belief in the system and the, the coach and the team and the starting quarterback for many years to come. Um, so when you put a and, and then also just his talent um, is, is amazing. So I, I like his most comparable player on player profiler is Rob Gronkowski. So it's like it's no surprise. Uh I think I guess, but he's but he's healthy. Like he doesn't miss games. And oddly enough, Gronk we'll talk about Gronk here in a second. Well, it's a comparison well, okay. tool. So it's but, like you have to take yeah. those with a grain of salt. Just like we take PFF but, with a grain of salt. But I do like to include him for uh contrast sake. 
but it was a historic season. Uh, going back to the Kittle thing, I think I would admit I'm one of, uh, am slash was one of those folks coming into the 2020 season, but I also was a person who admit I'm a bit biased. I manage him in dynasty and I'm a Hawkeyes fan. So, <laughs> you know, um, plus the statistically they were, they were real close. And, and I think we could agree that at least the arrow was pointing up for Kittle in terms of, we kind of knew what Kelsey was. Now I think Kelsey to, took what we thought he was and kind of just raised it a level this year. So uh, to your point, I think it's, it's probably him and then everybody else until, Kittle shows something in terms of having a historical season like this. Um, he's not bad. Uh, Kelsey's not that bad at run blocking either. Uh, he was 90, 93.8 uh, offensive, you know, tight end rating for PFF and 77.2 run block, which is not bad at all. Also, uh, can you tell me off the top of your head, does that 11 touchdowns include rushing touchdowns? No, it's just, Oh, you know what? Those are all catches, aren't they? The ones, the pitch, the pitches, where he runs the quick uh, inside end if, around. If, it's, if the if the ball is moving forward, yeah, it is considered a is considered a pass. If right. it goes or behind, it is a pitch. Right. I should I should edit my notes then, but I did put that they're good. I, each of them, I put that the uh, Chiefs have a great outside inside presence with Kelsey and Hill. Not to mention each gets a handful of rushing uh, touchdowns per year, but. Again, those are included in the receiving statistics. My bad, but it's still kind of an added bonus. It feels he'll, like he'll you know, he actually gets manufactured unquote, touches. Let's it. put it that way. Yeah, rushed. Yeah, Travis Kelsey. That's so the only negative I anyway. put would, was uh, basically echoing what you said. Uh, target competition. We could see an uh, upgrade at one of the receiver positions, uh, but I think Hill is elite, and uh, I think they work great together. So we'll see. But. That's they're, the only they're, negative. They're, they're, they're a really great complement to each other with Tyreek Hill mm -hmm. being the super, like the quote unquote small, really fast guy. And yep. Travis Kelsey being, while he's not slow by any stretch, he's just the big over the middle guy, you yep. know? Possession, uh, savvy route running, size. Because there's something to be said in today's NFL for uh, the big guy barreling at you, you know, uh, as yep. opposed to well, I mean, a, you a running back coming out of the backfield. Yeah, it wears you down. You don't, you don't really want like a five, uh, a, a five ten tight end, you know. That's a no. that's a really small tight end. No. Yeah, it's a physical. Um, it's a physical style of football is what I'm getting at. That's what yep. Kelsey does. Yeah. Yep. Uh, let's move on to number two here. Number mm -hmm. two is Darren Waller. Um, you know this. Uh, some of this might have just been because Kittle got hurt, but I mean he only he's only about fifteen points behind Kelsey. So that's he had and he had another and he had one more target too. Um, it's just a difference in yardage and a small difference in touchdowns. He has, um, a little over 200 yards less than Kelsey at almost two, uh, almost 1200, mm -hmm. you know, nine touchdowns. I, I think if, you know, and his ADP was 61, it's, it says here. So, I mean, I, I feel like if you, if you drafted Darren Waller, in, what is that? Like mm -hmm. the fifth round or something like I that? Um, right to me. I, I think you're, I think you're pretty darn happy with him. You know, yeah. there was... Um, he did have five games in double digits, or I'm sorry, in single digits. But I mean, with anyone that's not Travis Kelsey, I think you're going to be taking some lumps uh, and uh, in certain weeks, you know. Mm -hmm. Also, when you have Derek Carr as your quarterback, you're going to have there, there's your handicap right there. Um, uh, I don't know. I really don't have much else to say about Darren Waller. To be quite honest, I I thought I did, and it just it's he's good. He's really good. I think he's. Um, I don't know how people are going to uh, view George Kittle next season. 
but as far as like where he's going to be drafted but yeah darren waller he's i don't know if he's i would i don't want to take him any earlier than the fifth though that's that's the problem i, I agree with Just you because the... because mm-hmm. Derek carr is the quarterback exactly you i know? agree with you on the fifth being fine being good anything you know after that is bonus round but i'm not taking him earlier I also agree, I think you kind of touched on it about coming into the 2020 season. I think if we have a healthy Kittle, I think it is these three guys. However, with hindsight, uh, with 2020 having played out, uh, I think Kelsey is obviously in a tier of his own. And the next tier is Waller and probably Kittle, assuming we see some positive training camp, et cetera, news about uh, his health. Um but you have to have that asterisk on Kittle at the same time about injury prone. Um, but again, I think there's oh, an obvious yeah. teardrop. Kelsey's in a tier of his own. Going back to Waller overall, I love rooting for him. Uh, the path he took to get here is inspiring and relatable for many folks out there struggling with addiction. Uh, at first, when I saw the nine touchdowns, I thought almost half had come in one game. Uh, I was dead wrong. Waller spread his touchdowns out nicely throughout the season uh, in weeks two, five, seven, nine, eleven. 13 and 15 while putting up epic target numbers such as uh, 17 in week 13, 17 targets. Uh, This guy's one of my favorite guys, but I am never uh, willing to pay up for him. Although going back to that fifth round price, I think we can agree that that's becoming worthwhile to me also. Um, Waller and Kelsey are a mile ahead of everyone else in PFF rating. Uh, Waller had an 88.6 and then it's just like in the seventies after that. And a lot of those are these kind of, one drop in the pan kind of backups had an efficient mm-hmm. run. Uh, so almost no name guys, if you will. Um, so okay. it's, it's Kelsey and Waller there in that ranking. I think um, that it's okay. So you, and um, just about every fantasy football league, you have to start a tight end, right? Yep. And I think with Travis, Kelsey Waller, and also I'll throw Kittle into that conversation too. Don't think of them as tight ends when you're drafting them. Just thinking, just think of them as wide receivers you can put in the tight end slot. I think mm-hmm. that's the way. I think that's kind of the way to look at them and to view them. Because if you're having a tough time swallowing the pill of taking Travis Kelsey at the end of the first, beginning of the second, just be like, well, he was. If he was, if if that was a WR in front of his name instead of a TE, he would have been wide receiver number three this season. You know, like yeah, that sort of thing. Like, just don't think about it that way. Think about points overall and that you're going to get points position, with those three that positional advantage that value you're getting out of that one slot that you slot in your position and he yeah. is like a slot receiver especially waller i mean they run their offense through him a ton yeah. obviously kelsey uh, the rest too. of these guys that we're going to talk about today they're 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 tight ends you're gonna and moving forward to i got so I, I did a lot of comparisons of like guys that got more than 50 yards in a game but didn't score a touchdown sort of thing hmm. because I just all these other all of these the rest of the names on this list are touchdown dependent tight ends. They are. They're. Uh, I would generally uh, generally agree. Uh, There are some guys that you you see some good target numbers, so you see some good usage. You see the team wanting to use them, but you're still you're still uh, as you kind of put it, throwing darts. You're speculating. You're you're trying to catch the next guy that's going to score nine to eleven touchdowns or something like that, and it's tough to do, but. Uh, I think we did a good job of finding some uh, some spots that you could look there. Right. Uh, let's move on to number three here. Number three on our list and number one in Chris's heart. Heck yeah. It is Robert Tunyon. I love this picture of him too. 
Um, yeah, this is I mean, if you okay. So go flashback to Darren Waller real quick. Mm-hmm. Let's let's do this real quick. Darren Waller, he scored two hundred and twenty-five fantasy points this year. Now flip over to Tunyon, one hundred and fifty. Mm-hmm. 75 point difference wow wow like and this is number three not number, not number four or seven or ten or yeah 12. we're not we're not <laughs> yeah we're not bouncing from number two to number 10 this is, i mean this is a huge disparity here like i he got that he got there with you know 11 the, the touchdowns that's how he got there because Obviously. he only has 52 receptions and 586 yards like mm-hmm. I mean, the the one thing I will say about Tunyon is that his his catch rate was ridiculous. Fifty two out of fifty nine targets, like eighty eight. Aaron Rodgers was on, was on fire this season, and Tunyon was part of it. You know, mm-hmm. I I want to say I hope he has staying power, but Aaron Rodgers is has has proven time and time again that even though he has a a, a player like Tunyon. That can really do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't have the greatest history of producing year in and year out uh, fantasy relevant tight ends. Let's put it that way. You know, I I think I'm going to be skipping Robert Tunyon next season. I I don't know, man. I just because of that. Because remember that one year it was Jermichael Finley, and then the next, and then the next season it wasn't Jermichael Finley, <laughs> and then it was they had Jimmy Graham for a little bit. That didn't really work out. I just, I don't know, man. I really. I want to go back know, and look man. at the Graham season. I feel like he had one good year, but I might be wrong. I know he was decent last year in Chicago, but that's neither here nor there. Um, uh, it's. I, I don't know, man. It, it's his it's his first season over a hundred yards. That's Robert Tunyon. That is mm-hmm. over a hundred. That's it. Every other season, he had like three or t- three or less touchdowns. It's only his third season, but still. Yeah, I think he got a more or less a red shirt his rookie year, maybe. Like I think he missed a whole year due to next, injury. He had, he had next to no production in his rookie year, and even last year though, or that would be twenty nineteen. Didn't do much. Uh, it was kind of a down year for Aaron Rodgers. It was still a good season for him, but it was kind of a down season as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know, man. I, I I wish I could say that he had staying he has staying power, but I don't think he does. I really don't. It just I, I disagree. I think he does. So um, you're gonna draft Robert Tunyon as the tight end? Well, the my, third, my very third first or notes, tight end off the board. My. Uh, well, I don't know about that. I don't think he'll be drafted as such, especially throw Kittle in the mix and some other names we'll talk about today. But uh, uh, that's what my note, first note says. I'm curious is where his ADP ends up come draft time because I hope to see a value. I worry that I won't, uh, to your point, that the price might become too rich where the risk is just I could just pick another guy off this list uh, or, uh, as we said, dart throw earlier. But assuming Roger plays nice and stays in Green Bay, uh, competing for titles, I think Green Bay may have found their tight end. Uh, I think Rodgers will use a good tight end, but I don't think he's had much since uh, Michael's Finley's flash in the pan. Uh, so the big elephant in the room here is, you touched on it, the uh, 59, um, 59 targets uh, is, mm-hmm. is, is the lowest on this whole list we're going to talk about today. Uh, and the fact that he had 11 touchdowns and those will be difficult to repeat, if not statistically improbable. However, 
uh, look at the efficiency, as we just talked about, cash rate of 88%. Now, we obviously understand that he has a lot of target uh, competition in Green Bay. Um, Does he, though? I mean, he's got... Well, I mean, I think uh, coming into the year, we didn't think the Green Bay tight end was going to be, what, second in the pecking order? I mean, you got to understand how much Adams commands, you know? I know, but I'm just saying like, like 150 I, targets every because, year. I, I mean, does he though? Does he really have that much competition with uh, Devontae Adams? He's going to get his every, after that. Who's his competition? Well, I think like, Lazard uh, was banged up and I think that had a little bit to do with Tanyan's rise. Um, and then I, I'm not a Lazard Scantling, believer. Valdez Scantling can be, uh, you know, the definition of hit or miss. Um, but I did For see sure. Even Val, if you Valdez him, you Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, but like schematically and the si- like uh, the system that they run, I feel like it features the receiver more. And I also feel like schematically in terms of matchups, they must have seen something, at least in that playoff game, where Valdez Scantling scored, what, two touchdowns? And had big play after big play, it seemed like. So I think rogers is going to find the open guy but i think tanyan uh i think his season speaks to you know the fact that it's his third year and he went through injury and still stuck around speaks to the fact that they see something in him and i think it's athleticism size and obviously receiving chops so I, i'm a big fan i just think it, it's it's a it's a good a dart throw as any because it's in the green bay defense uh, i'm sorry green bay offense despite the historical kind of narrative of green bay titans <laughs> all right let's let's move on to number four here which is tj hawkinson um this is our first iowa hawkeye alum on the list i uh, as they've now calling it tight end you tight end you is not what they're calling it which uh, can't be wrong i mean you got dallas clark george kittle noah fant um there's a couple others that are have kind of flashed but didn't quite pan out sure um, sure Anyways, I don't know. I mean, I, I think we can almost throw out everything that Hawkinson has done at this point through his career because he's now getting Jared Goff. And, you know, like 101 targets. He's going to get 101 targets from Jared Goff next season. I, I don't know. Yeah, I, don't... I, I really don't know. They don't have they, they They only have one wide receiver going into this 2021 season. They have tj hawkinson that's it obviously they're going to add people they are going to but i don't know and i don't know what jared goff's gonna be like either in detroit yeah i have no idea what he's gonna be like but i do know that i held out faith a little bit at the beginning of his career especially after that nice uh run uh the 20 like the 2019 2019? season yeah 2019 yeah he was efficient yeah um he was great at play action yes you needed a you needed a good team around him but you can say that about 98 percent of the quarterbacks in the nfl dude like you know everyone needs a good team around them like that's how teams succeed you don't succeed by having a bad team around you you know and 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 you you become a great quarterback by being a manager of personnel you know what i mean like that's part of it you work with you spread the ball around anyway so he looked good that year i'll I'll admit it but obviously i was still trepidatious because he'd shown me some other things and then it all went down the toilet that's this last season and he is on his way out of la so i agree with you that this is and this fact that he's at four on this list is a testament to his talent and uh you know mm-hmm. having a healthy matthews matthew stafford for a portion of the season definitely not the whole season stafford was banged up again um mm-hmm. but otherwise yeah this is a complete wild card it's just 
Yes, he's worth a dart throw because there is talent there, and we assume we'll see some volume. But you take away the outside threats of, you know, Galladay's gone. Yeah, sure, there's Jones, but he's not a number one. He's uh, not under contract next The running game season. has been historically awful in Detroit. Uh, you know, I like uh, who's the kid in the backfield in Detroit, Swift. I mm-hmm. like him, but I don't know what to expect in front of him as far as an offensive line or other playmakers to take pressure off of him. And then you throw a player like Goff in the middle of that? No, man, I'm 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 out. <laughs> I, I I'm worried, very worried. Uh, but I like the player. He'll be on my radar. I just don't know where to put him until I start seeing some ADP and some uh, draft and free agent decisions come through. Um, d- do you know where Detroit's offensive line ranked as according to PFF? I would assume like 27th. <laughs> uh, incorrect, sir. Oh, 13th, 13th. Wow. I stand corrected. Yeah. It, yeah. Like it, they, it was a, it was they draft not a, bad, a really it, great guard. As, I think they drafted yeah, a really um, good guard. Ragnow. Frank Ragnow. Thank you. Yeah. Got it before I did. Um, or you knew it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not a bad offensive line. I thought that Stafford was going to, cause I was doing research for our next episode. Um, I thought Stafford was going to a a from a bad offensive line to a bad offensive line, and not really. He's going from a, an okay offensive line to pretty according to PFF, a good one. They're gonna the Rams have to let's let's table that talk for our our offensive line show. Sure, sure. <laughs> I don't have much else to say. Um, he, uh, the one thing I do, the one thing left I have to say is that Hawkinson did have six games over with over fifty receiving yards without a touchdown this season. So he's not quite tight end dependent. Uh, t- uh, touchdown know? dependent. He's not touchdown dependent. Yeah, yeah. Of course, he is tight end dependent because he's a tight end. He's depending mm-hmm. on himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. I put just at uh, you know sixty six percent catch rate. Not yeah, great. It's, it's. I mean, I could. I don't know, man. I if kind you're catching two thirds, two thirds of your balls thrown at you. And and like here's the thing too about targets, targets that, it? that it's a really flawed stat is targets is more I like the ball was thrown in your direction. So what is true, that? true. It's a big it's a big uh, indicator for me in terms of especially fantasy because sometimes like we're talking about with tight ends, I'm just looking for a guy getting look people looking his direction. That's all I'm looking for. For sure, for sure. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I sure. mean, but like when you get 101 targets versus 67 receptions. It's not the How end many of, the world. of those were actually ta- uh, catchable? You know, like mm-hmm. one positive I mean, I put yeah. is maybe he ends up becoming a value because he gets like a young rookie quarterback coming in, exploding on the scene. It's happened; we've seen it happen. But I'm not holding my breath. You know, it's not something I can can draft on. You know what I mean? I have to wait and see. For sure. Let's move on to number five here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Number five is Mark Andrews. Um, he only had one game this season with oh, 10 plus targets. Yeah. Um, going everyone, right back to what I was saying about targets. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah. I like when I see that, um, he did have 88 targets in the season and he was, I mean, this is how bad tight end gets here. Like I just, I don't know, man, I, Mark Andrews. And this is where it's just, I don't know if I want, if I'm missing out on the top tight ends, I'm, I think I'm just waiting on tight end in the, in a draft, you know, it I was, just, I feel like every uh, August, that's kind of the discussion that comes up in, in most fantasy shows is if you don't get one, two or three, uh, or in this case, don't, remember, yeah, you just, you just punt, you just wait. You don't, don't try and get four or five, six or seven, you know, try and get the 10th or 12th tight end off the board, you know, yeah, cause yeah. 
man, 701 yards, seven touchdowns. And, you know, everyone thought that, and, and maybe Mark Andrews can actually bump, bump, has room to rise next season. And I think he does, mm-hmm. but Lamar Jackson has got to pull it together. And some of, and some of that is the offensive line and in Baltimore and, you know, the team figuring out how to kind of utilize the weapons they do have, but I don't know. Mark Andrews, I think if he fell far enough, I think I, I think I would take him because I think he this is kind of a low point for him. Absolutely. It could, it could end up becoming a value. Can get more receptions, maybe not more yards, but more receptions and more touchdowns. Yeah. Boom. Right there, man. I'm I'm d- I'm down with it. So it suddenly becomes a value. Yeah. yeah. I've got the just another 60, uh, 66% catch rate. Uh, and his season was definitely disappointing, but I hold faith that Lamar can put together better seasons through the air in 2021 and moving forward. Seven touchdowns isn't bad by any means, but I think uh, that is why he's this high on this list. Like he just happened to pull in seven touchdowns, uh, but his touchdown totals and his fantasy floor will remain unpredictable until we see more consistency from mm-hmm. Lamar, like he showed towards the end of the season. But you know, I guess I can I afford will, to be I will a say, fence I will rider say too right that, now. Um he did miss a couple of games too. So that that's, there's a caveat in there of, you know, that's probably why he didn't end up as number, you know, three or four is you missed those two games. I believe he had COVID in weeks 12 and 13. It's okay. very possible because I think everyone on the Ravens had COVID. And it seemed like Lamar was kind of heating up right around that. Uh, yeah. Time frame. Yep. I, I don't know. I mean, he's just uh, the only problem with him is that, and this is what really hurt uh, fantasy managers here. He had six games below five points, below five points. Yeah. Yeah. That floor was scary low. Yeah. That's, that's pretty bad. So for a guy that that you paid up for that, most people paid up for, for what the sixth round, like maybe the the third or fourth tight end off the board, something like that. Yeah. And he is a good player. Don't get me wrong. Uber talented. We're just, a little trepidatious about he Lamar. Is, I just, uh, I, I'm a little yeah. more on the positive side with Lamar, but I don't blame folks for like you for being worried. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to see better. Yeah, let's move on to number six here. This is I, I, I like this guy a lot to be honest. Uh, number six, as you can see, is Logan Thomas. 109 mm-hmm. targets from, was it three different quarter, four different quarterbacks? I think it was three. Wow. Um, 72 receptions, six. I mean, you get you get this guy some consistent quarterbacking that's actually, you know, okay. Mm-hmm. Um uh, I think he can end up a lot higher next next year. You know, I just maybe Logan Thomas should just be his own quarterback and throw the ball to himself. There you go. Yeah, he was through the roof <laughs> and passer rating on a on on PFF. I've got that in my notes. Uh, um, but yeah. I, I mean, the, the Washington potato skins, uh, really need a quarterback this season, this next coming, this, this come, uh, can't talk this coming season. Sorry. Um, and this is gonna and the, and they have a, a decent team around that to, they just need a quarterback. They're kind of like the Colts. They really just need a quarterback. You know, they, they've got a number one receiver in Terry McLaurin. They got a, a nice tight end option with Logan Thomas, and couldn't they more. got couldn't agree more. Yeah, got Gibson in the backfield. You know, mm-hmm. I believe their offensive line isn't that bad either. So, man, you know their defense is good. This team, they you get a good quarterback in there, and in the what has been the last couple of seasons, a really bad NFC 
that they 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 could run the division for a couple of years. Sure, I I, mm-hmm. I agree completely. Now I think we have to remind ourselves that's a big question mark at quarterback. Like I'm an Alex Smith fan, and I think he could manage a team well enough, but. We don't know what direction they're going to go. He could not be healthy. Obviously, Haskins has been ousted out of town after, you know, they paid up for him a little bit. I don't know. Their record wasn't completely awful, so I don't know where they're picking. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah keep talking. I'm going to look. That but up, you're actually. right. One vet, one vet free agent, good veteran free agent quarterback away, or one surprise rookie away from being right back in it. Uh, I would lean the veteran away uh, because of. Uh, uh, Ron Rivera's tendency uh, to prefer veteran quarterbacks. Uh, and again, I think you just, you have a better chance of finding somebody who could compete and help a already, what we both agree are a talented team. Uh, going to the Logan Thomas specifically, um, I did put, he's kind of a surprise name here. Uh, I'm sure many have overlooked Thomas last year at draft time. He is coincidentally the second undrafted guy on this list so far. Uh, kind of an average in PFF ranks across the board, 65 on the and offensive I, I side. Like- Go ahead. What's up? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, uh, kind of a- average on the PFF ranks across the board, 65 uh, offensive, 64.8 in the receiving category, uh, except passer rating mm-hmm. where he excelled at 79.9. <laughs> I think he, uh, well, I know he was an ex-quarterback, and I think he threw <laughs> I think he threw a touchdown this year, if memory serves correctly. Yeah, he did. So his rating is just through the roof. Um, really, I, I love it. <laughs> wouldn't feel comfortable giving up draft capital for this guy till I see who the quarterback is going to be, basically just what, echoing what we were already talking sure. about there. And Washington is because they won the division mistakenly. They are drafting nineteenth. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. I thought it was. I definitely thought it was later half of uh, the sort of thirty-six picks. Yeah, thirty-two picks. And 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 to be honest, if I was the if I was the Washington football team drafting this season, I'm not paying. I'm not trading up for a quarterback. Just. I agree. I think the veteran route is makes more sense for them, especially sitting at nineteen. Yeah, maybe you can get um, Andy Dalton or Jacoby Brissett. I like or both those like names. That. I love both and those then, names, absolutely. And then, um, and then draft a project quarterback. You know, maybe you know, maybe yeah. one, neither one of those guys aren't very good, and you have to go to this project quarterback. And he ends up being good for you. You're like, just don't trade up for a quarterback, Agreed. Washington. Please keep it. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even mind like a pick. second, a second or third round, round guy to compete with. Yep. Name name your free agent. Yeah, I like that. Insert veteran. Insert veteran. Yeah, he veteran. does really yes. like. Uh, is it Kyle? What's the last name? Oh I yeah, can't... Kyle Allen. Allen, thank you. That's yes. right. I forgot. He does about really him. like I, him. I forgot about him. Now I'm not saying. Yeah, I, I would I, think Ron he's Rivera, not. The I don't answer. know if you want to die on that hill, man. Exactly, <laughs> but uh, I could be wrong. Ron Rivera could be right. I don't know, but I, I think he just likes him in the quarterback room. Pardon me. I think he likes him in the quarterback room. I think he likes him as a number two, and I think he might be one of the better number twos in the league. To be fair to the guy, I don't know. I could be wrong. Let's move. Let's move on to number seven here. Let's do it. Another one of my guys, if memory serves. Oh yeah. Number two in Chris's heart, and number seven <laughs> on our list, Mike Gesicki. Uh, uh, you know, he didn't have a bad season. It was like a, like all these tight ends on this list, except for the top two. Um, it was you had to roll some punches with him. Um, I, I forgive me. I did not look at his comparison of how he did with Tua versus um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yeah, I didn't know did the, the season. With, I didn't have enough time to look at the weeks by week comparison. I, I, com- I completely missing. spaced it. I just, I just now thought of it. I'm like, oh man. Anyways, he did end up with 85 targets and 53 receptions, 703 yards. That's that's not bad right there. Um, I'd like to see more than six touchdowns though. 
So, and this was one of those guys that I know I was targeting in drafts last preseason because yeah. it was one of those like well i missed out on the good tight end so i'm just here's one of your my, punt options Absolutely. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw my dart and hope that it, it hits you one. know yeah. mm-hmm. um i don't think i ended up drafting in any league i think in one league you actually sneaked them from me and yep. i cursed your name for it <laughs> and he was pretty so, reliable yeah for sure so if you end if you someday start getting really thin that's that's me sorry um stephen you know. king novel anyone <laughs> richard bachman technically Oh darn it! Sorry, it was it was his pen name. Oh, yeah. gotcha. Name. Uh, yeah, um, I just put uh, a couple things. Uh, another guy I'm hoping can put together a good career and help bring more value and depth to the position. Um, young, talented, athletic. Uh, just one of the guys I'm hoping kind of help uh, the fantasy tight end position. Um, and then going real quick back to the slide, uh, just sitting here looking at it again it's just his the target numbers for uh tanya to really come out sorry to go back to a player but i mean no 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 that's cool 50 i'm sorry 59 yeah and then every 88 even even andrews who we were critical about 88 targets that's not bad 109 that's 109 from logan tom well a lot of that so a lot of that's alex excuse me a lot of that's alex smith yeah just to kind of put those several uh half a dozen guys into perspective there um Gasecki, uh, I think he'd only get better with more consistency at the quarterback position, both in terms of who is in there, <laughs> decide on one mm-hmm. guy, and of course a second year from Tua, because I think he will be the one they're going to go with. Um, I guess Fitzpatrick is on to greener pastures. We'll see. Uh, I also believe Fitzpatrick has never been one to prefer the tight end. Um, I mean, I guess I was no, one... not really. Yeah, I mean, I was kind of critical of that narrative when it came to Rodgers and Tanyan, to be fair. I guess I'm cherry-picking a little bit, but I worry that Fitzpatrick won't feature the tight end very much at all. Um, And I think some of the numbers line up. However, I didn't have a chance to parse through the exact uh, individual games who he played with. Um, However, he was... Uh, Who? Who's that, Fitzpatrick? Who's Gusecki quarterback was in each game, because I forget. Oh, yeah, I I really should have. We're this far past you know, the end of the year that I kind of don't remember off the top of my head. Um, however, I, I didn't analyze that part just because I wasn't sure. Um, his value was buoyed by an early out of character, high target and yardage game. Uh, that was mm-hmm. 11 targets, eight catches, 130 yards and a touchdown. Okay. Then kind of disappeared in the middle of the season. Yeah. Uh, the encouraging thing is the production uh, he saw at the end of the year, which I can almost guarantee was large part with Tua. Uh, again, I think they want him very involved. He needs an elite level athlete. His best comparable player is Vernon Davis. Talk about an athlete. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, he's he's a really good athlete. He's he's big. He's fast. Um, I remember when he was playing at Penn State that Iowa had some problems guarding him. You know, he's uh, he's uh, his elite it's level unfortunate athlete, that. Yeah, uh, very much so. It's mm-hmm. unfortunate that he kind of landed in Miami with, um, you know, like you mentioned, Ryan Fitzpatrick not exactly featuring the tight end and Tua. I know we have an episode coming up that you want to talk about Tua, but I sure. really do. I do. I do not know if Tua is the answer in Miami. So, and it's so early. I couldn't blame somebody for still being uh, uh, skeptical, um, or even I'm skeptical. Being, I'm being... skeptical, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna like. Um, you know, plant my flag and declare to a, a bust either. Right. Yeah. Skeptical, I, but, but, but I think I'm almost right there with you. I think I'm just more on the positive side of it. Well, I think I know I am because I'm higher on Miami in general and it would be hard to get another guy in there. Uh, you're a Miami that, fan. That's fine. No, it's cool. Yeah. It's I, cool. I'm, I'm becoming one fan. quickly. 
Um, you are you grew up in Texas, so you've just been pretending to be a Cowboys fan, but you're really like you know you're old enough that Dan Marino was your favorite quarterback. It wasn't you know. Uh, I did really yeah. enjoy watching Marino, but he is not my favorite quarterback. See, coach. I told you, you it's just ironic are that you say that. Fan. I think a lot you're of you're a Dolphins fan. I think a lot of kids Episode nowadays title. forget how Episode good he title was. Right now, top ten tight ends. No. Chris is a Dolphins fan. <laughs> Last thing Revealed. I had a couple things out on Gasecki was sixty two percent catch rate is is not good. But uh, remember, we were trying to figure out the t- uh, 2020, 2021 tight end landscape here and find value in the mid to late rounds at a position. We have to take our right dart there. throws and athletes like this are the type of dart throws you take hopefully two sure. works out hopefully two works out yeah i'm gonna try and look this up while we're talking so whatever let's move on to number eight which is number zero in any of our hearts Gronk. i don't know i'm not a big i'm not a big grunt guy um it is rob gunkowski um you know like i'm surprised he was drafted so high at 81 to, uh you know that's name value uh, it is name value, but for mm-hmm. a guy that retired and then came back out of retirement, I know he retired kind of young, but you know, um, only 77 targets and 45 receptions. Yeah, it's going to get ugly from here on out. Again, folks. less than Tanyan. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. 11, 11 touchdowns will do that. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's kind of the difference between these two is that uh, Gronk had about a hundred more yards than Tunyon and, but four less touchdowns. And I, I believe there's only a 24 point difference there between like, cause Tunyon was like at a buck 50 and this mm-hmm. is, and Gronk, scored right. a, yep. and Gronk scored 126 points, almost 127 on the season. So that's, mm-hmm. you know, 25 points, um, give or take. Yeah. I mean, it's not that big of a difference here. And, um, a lot of, you know, preseason, it was a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of cooks in the kitchen as far as tight end in, in Tampa with yeah, Cameron Bright and um, what is it? Uh, what is his name? Is it O.J. Uh, Howard? OJ, OJ and, Howard and Gronk. And then we lost um, O.J. to injury. Yeah. We lost O.J. to injury. I really thought that it was just because everyone's going to be like, is it O.J. Howard? Is it Gronk? Is it O.J. Howard? Is it Gronk? I'm like, I'm going to plant my flag on Cameron Bright and it didn't pan out, but. Whatsoever. Uh, Braid is still um, a team favorite. They, they definitely still used him. He's he's a locker room guy. I hate to use that catchphrase. You, you really but, like uh, that phrase. Is that the, that's like the first time I said it. Anyway, continue. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a bingo card of your of your famous catchphrases and yeah and in one episode you're just gonna hear me yell bingo and you're gonna be like and I won't tell you what the phrases are until I get a bingo and. One of these days, you'll 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 find out. You get six. Across, I'm gonna do this. Six cliches across. <laughs> Gives you. A I'm gonna go. Bingo. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like a three or four narrative card. bingo. Like, <laughs> bingo. No, yeah. No, it was it was an actual saying, so it'd be cliche, not narrative. Narrative is a thought. Yeah, if you will. Anyways, anyway. um, uh, Gronk he didn't really top ten points until week six. It was kind of a bit of a slow start. He did have mm. ten games less than ten points. And one of those games, he goosed you. So there was some problems with there was some problems having Gronk on on your fantasy team this season. But mm-hmm. I mean, like all these tight ends, I think at this point, this is definitely the the line that where you're kind of rotating tight ends for sure. 
Like these guys are, you're not probably not starting every week. Marks, absolutely. Um, Except for the last, except for the last guy on our list, which we will get to, and I have some love to talk about with him. Hmm. So, I don't really have much else to say about Gronk. Yeah, Um, I didn't put a lot on Gronk. Just that, yeah, I think he said he wants to come back. Uh, As long as the tight end landscape is in disarray, uh, he he will probably have some value. It'll be around this Um, era in the list, but it's just a matter of catching. Half a dozen touchdowns really is what it comes down to. If he has a chance to do that, he'll be, yeah, yeah, he could be a tight end one again. But I, I don't like him very much. I just think there's too many. He's getting older. I do think there's many too many cooks in the kitchen with at tight end. Really? I think you see a healthy OJ Howard. I think he came into the year expecting to play a role, and he played that role well. He's not, he's not a uh, Travis Kelsey anymore. And he knows that, and we know that, and the offense knows that. So they look for opportunities to get the ball in his hands. He's got, still got size. He doesn't, you know, you don't have to practice mm-hmm. size. <laughs> and if yeah, he can stay in, in stay in reasonable enough overall football shape, which he showed this year, you know, with management of snaps, he can do it. Uh, then yeah, you have to at least keep an eye out for him. But otherwise, yeah, I'd like to look at a younger upside play if I'm going to go and punt at tight end. That's what I'd yeah, say. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I was, I was sorry. I was looking up OJ mm-hmm. Howard's uh, contract situation here. It's got to be getting close. Four year. Uh, was yeah, he first he's, round he's pick? The, he, he might have a fifth year. Yes, option. he was. Yeah, he does, and he and they picked it up. I guess. Which? Why? I don't know. I they could use. I mean, it's only it's only a six million dollar cap hit, so they mm-hmm. could easily just cut him too. I don't know. I mean, you know, Gronk's not going to play forever. I I don't know. It, the, the team has never really used OJ Howard all that much either, so it's just it's only that's the frustrating guess, part. Is we so. assumed OJ Howard was just gonna take value away from Gronk. Howard goes down, we're like, oh goody, and it's still kind of like still kind of a platoon yeah. with Brait. I mean, just the kind of sapped value from. It. Although obviously Gronk ended up placing. It was well, I mean, it was it was the same thing decent. with the tight ends with the wide receivers in Tampa Bay too. Is that is you mm-hmm. kind of never knew which one was gonna go off in any certain week there is no i mean maybe someone smarter than the two of us can make a it can could make some sort of algorithm to figure it out to predict it but right man i just you just by looking at it you, it was very hard to parse out what was who was going to actually be the, the relevant pass catcher in any given week with tampa bay it was I think I think unless unless there's uh, the dust settles and everything, I think it's going to be for next season a situation I'm going to try and avoid again. I would I would tend to agree uh, because I watched you with Chris Godwin and other people with like Mike Evans and it just oh man it was a mess. Yeah, yeah, Godwin. It was a, fa- it was a fantasy mess. It was great. One. It was obviously they won the Super Bowl, so it was a great it was great for the Bucks, but it was a fantasy mess. It was. And it was. I don't want to clean up that fantasy mess. And I did have to deal so, with it with God when I can own that for sure. Well, I mean, doing, doing, you know, just doing matchup breakdowns for him too is just like banging my head against the wall. I'm like, which one is it going to be this week? I'm trying to, I'm trying to be right, you know, yeah. obviously. Much less trying to deal with an aging Gronk and a AB aging. Uh, and Tony Brown coming in. Yeah. Uh, so we're on to number nine, which is number one in my heart preseason, Hayden Hurst. Hayden Hurst, everyone. Um, I really liked him preseason because it was kind of lazy analysis of tight end Matt Ryan. 
gold, you know, mm-hmm. um, it didn't really work out so well. I mean, he ended up as the number nine tight end on the season, but 88 targets, 56 receptions, 571 yards and six touchdowns. Not all that great. I mean, he's only what, uh, roughly 30 points away from being tight end number three, but I just, I don't know, man. I was hoping for some more consistency, some Tony Gonzalez, Austin Hooper, whoever that other tight end that I keep forgetting what his freaking name is Algebra. somewhere in the, uh, no, no, too far back after Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> yeah. Way too far. Um, that the other tight end that was there after Tony Gonzalez, um, I I'll look it up one of these days and, and remember it, but yeah, tight, Matt Ryan has a big, a very good history with tight ends. You know, he, focuses on tight ends um makes him sound like he's looking at their butts but you know whatever uh <laughs> i just I, I really thought he was going to be good and he didn't start out all that great i kind of stuck with him maybe a little too long um i i don't know i i think hayden hurst can have a better season moving forward it it is what hayden hurst only that we just got done with his like third season in the nfl i think so yeah, yeah, there's him and Andrews came in at the same for, time. There's, I thought it was a year before Andrews. Um, I I think it was the same draft. You think so? Yeah, it was. Yeah, and, uh, Hayden Hurst oh. is a bit of an older college player coming out because he had uh, I think something to do with yeah, injuries and or he played a different position at one point. Anyway, I just distinctly remember him being a little bit of an older product coming out. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, but they were drafted by the same team, same draft. The Ravens in yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's, it's one of those things like, Dude, yeah, he could easily be, he could easily be, um, I, I can see him moving up this list. I don't know what's going to happen with Matt Ryan and the Falcons. Mm-hmm. They have a completely new coaching staff, which I think is maybe for the best. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see if, if Julio Jones can stay healthy. Uh, what happens with Calvin Ridley? That's my only concern with Hayden Hurst is, sure a healthy Julio, a healthy Calvin Ridley and where, how many targets is he really going to get after that? That sort of thing. Yeah. And and Matt Ryan's, Matt Ryan's a robot and he just, yeah, I, I don't know. I, he, has, I would, he has, he has problems improvising it. Let's put it that way. Yep. Yep. I'm not very high on him, but I would assume Atlanta's going to try, uh, I don't know how you put it, reload, if you will. Like I think uh, assuming they, you know, they still have the talent. You can plug in a different running back because Gurley is going to be out. Um, the receivers are obviously elite level. Matt Ryan can definitely get it done. Obviously, defense oh. is a big question mark. But uh, what's up? I just thought of something. Like, you, like they need a new running back. What about like Aaron Jones to the Falcons? I know their offensive line is not good. Um, if they're going to try but... to win in the next couple of years before the whole thing falls apart, like Matt Ryan retires, etc., then yeah, I would I wouldn't mind a it's an, kind it's of front loaded deal two or three years. Isn't almost every down back, you know? Absolutely, I would consider him might, a... might need a little bit of a thumper to go along with him, but passes out of the backfield amongst amongst the league's best uh, as far yeah. as I'm concerned. And Matt Ryan can throw to the running back quite well. Uh, like how we just turned this into Aaron Jones talk. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, as far as haters individually, uh, I guess I see Atlanta trying to compete again next year, even with a new staff, meaning Julio stays oh, yeah. put, Matt Ryan stays put, really stays, obviously really stays put. They're, they're um, not, they're not moving. They're not moving Julio or Matt Ryan. I don't even know if they could. Right. If they wanted so, to. so I That's would, 
I would lean a bit more on the positive side if I were to, if I knew that was going to happen, uh, that I could see have the Atlanta offense of old. I do think it was a little bit of disappointing when you talk about expectations for Hayden Hurst this year. Uh, worth mentioning, his run block PFF rating is absolutely awful <laughs> at 30 and a half. I just no, thought he, that, thought that yeah, was no, he's he's he is a receiving he's a pass catching. He's a pass catching tight end. He is not a, a yeah. dude at all. He is not a he's not a blocker. I mean, you can kind of teach those things, but mm. he, I don't know if he's going to be seeing the field every single snap. He was actually pretty reliable, but he did have a scary low floor uh, for a handful of a couple of games there that kind um, of he, was. In weeks eleven, mm. he goosed, and thirteen and fourteen under two points. You know, I, I mean, like, but after that, though, like 15, 16, 17, I believe those are Julio list games. He had oh, a touchdown okay. in every single game. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. Had a nice little streak there. Um, and I just put yeah. that uh, kind of, I worry that the offense could be unpredictable or in flux. But as I just kind of said, I, I, I would, if I had to choose now, I would lean, behind, but, but I would lean towards Atlanta kind of retooling, just not changing per, major personnel, moving forward, Matt Ryan, Julio Ridley, and perhaps Hayden Hurst. And trying one more time to put up some numbers and make the playoffs. Uh, so I think he's got to be on your radar, but uh, I don't know. 88 yeah, targets, six touchdowns, saved his season, really. They got a rough road ahead of them. They're trying to make the playoffs with the Bucks and the Saints in front of them. Good point. Good point. And even even the Panthers, like that's so it might be the better football decision to tear it down. In the, in which case, I'm obviously I'm out on her. I don't think they're going to though. No, I, I don't, don't either. I don't either. I don't either. I just think maybe, maybe it would be the better decision. <laughs> Maybe at this time next year we're going to be talking about that as more of a realistic option. But this, but twenty twenty one, I think they're going to be moving forward with the exact personnel that they have. Agreed. Just overall, let's move on I to mean, number ten. There's here. changes every season, but overall, I agree. Yep. No, they're not going to change at all. Literally, everybody, one more year. Let's do it. Let's run it back. <laughs> uh, let's move on to number ten. Number ten on our list, and number two or three—I don't forget what number we're at. Uh, in Chris's heart, yeah, there you um, go. Sounds is about right. Johnu Smith. Uh, this is going to be—that can't be right at all. Um, look at the—he has one hundred nineteen point seven fantasy points, and that was also his ADP too. What a coincidence! Yeah, Josh didn't do that right. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he ended up with only 65 targets, 41 receptions. I don't believe he's he did get eight touchdowns. That's really what helped him because he only mm, had for 448 sure. yards. I don't believe he's under contract with the Titans this uh, moving forward, and I think he needs to go elsewhere. And I think that the Titans would be smart to not resign him. I think but I kind of agree with that. Like, I really love the player, but I think both for I the, love player the player and too, for but the I, team. I, yeah, I think they're going to yeah, like. But with. With Ferkser there, and Matt Ryan has uh, uh, seems to have a thing for Ferkser. Johnu got hurt a little you mean, bit this uh, season. Tannehill, Tannehill. You said Matt Ryan. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Sorry, yeah, more or less same guy. Matt Ryan, Tannehill. I don't know. <laughs> They're both quarterbacks, right? Um, sure, they play for the same team too. No. Uh, anyways, so Johnu missed a couple of games with injury, and uh, you don't know. Yeah, there's another. He started out hot out for sure. He started out hot. He had uh three of the first four games over 11 points, and he averaged 15.28 points per game in those games. But and then he played 10 out of the the 12 remaining games, but he averaged 5.86 points in those games. Mm. 
So, yeah. Not good. Not good. Yeah, it was disappointing. Um, I just don't, I don't know if, if everything stays the same in, in Tennessee. And as far as they, the Titans keep Corey Davis, they keep Ferkser there. They still have AJ Brown, right? AJ Brown is his name. Yeah, I didn't screw that. Okay, good. Um, And yeah, I just, I don't know if there's room for John O. Smith there. I think that with the guy that has this kind of athletic profile, he would be better off going to another team that might focus him a little bit more, you know, maybe a, I don't know, Arizona Cardinals or something like that. Just pulling a name out, out of, out out of, of a hat. hat. Yeah. 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 Um, I, I basically echo the same thing. Uh, just target competition is the name here uh, for John who, um, however, uh, he is featured in the end zone as evidenced by his eight touchdowns. Um, and we are, mm-hmm. again, we are in the, meat of the dark throw territory again athletic profile has to be mentioned when it comes to these guys especially these red zone guys so he is on my if he were to stay in tennessee he's still on my radar in terms of his athleticism and his red zone presence however he's way down the list um but uh yeah i like the speculation of him going elsewhere we won't get too far down that rabbit hole but i agree that both from a individual a fantasy manager perspective and a team perspective. It kind of makes sense. I don't think they want to dole out a lot of money at the tight end position at this point, where given that they paid Henry and Tannehill. And again, uh, sure. and I think it's important to, to mention Corey Davis at some point. Yeah, at some point, exactly. Coming up in the next year or two. Um, and then Corey Davis is perhaps the best, what, top two or three, number two wide receiver in the league, right? I mean, he's, he's really good. I think it's important to mention that because – yeah. He had had a negative uh, kind of tag on his name there for a couple of years because of his. Uh, I think, and I think stop. part of that negative tag was that he was drafted yeah, the first in round the pick. first round. Yeah, and from if a, he would have been like the third or too. fourth round, uh, yeah, East Michigan, I believe, um, Eastern Michigan, whatever they're called, one of them, um, Western Michigan. I'm pretty sure it was Eastern Michigan. Up, down, left, um, right, Michigan. I'm not sure, but it was that. You're right. It was one of those. It was definitely in the lower part of Michigan. He was not a youper. Um, which is people that live in the top half of Michigan, if you didn't know that. Fun fact of the day. There we go. What? Upper Peninsula. Isn't that what it stands for? Upper? Uper, yeah, yeah, Uper. yeah, they're they're called Upers. That's what they call themselves. Anyways, good blue good blueberry country up there, apparently. Um so that's been our Michigan talk and we're out. Uh <laughs> okay, go go the visit show. the upper peninsula of Michigan. <laughs> Beautiful country up there. Right. Lots of blueberries, maple trees. Anyways, um, I don't even remember what we were talking about. Janu. Oh, Corey if he's Davis. Going, if he's, oh, Corey Davis, right. Janu Smith. Um, I don't know if the team's going to want to pay Corey Davis, though. That was, I was know? just saying. Like, now, definitely his contract needs to probably be up. He's been in the league for a bit. He, it, it, it is up. So both of them up. are up? Well, that that's, again, yeah. just another huge question mark down here. We can't, you know, till we How see some remember free these agency. Things, How do I remember well, these things? I don't know. It's pretty impressive. <laughs> Um, but I'll come yeah. full circle back to the athletic profile and I know touchdowns are hard to repeat, but if you see him go in a destination where there's targets and the opportunities go up, sure. You could absolutely see touchdowns go up, but uh, eight, there's nothing, a eight touchdowns is a decent season and he it is, uh, that's why he's at, at this point on the countdown, but it's hard to predict those touchdowns. Let's see if he, uh, let's see if they don't pay Davis. Hey man, that now you're talking. If, that, if that's exciting to me, now I don't know if that makes real life football sense in terms of schematically. I think you'd rather have that outside presence. But uh, I do like Johnny's athletic profile, and I think he's a, he's could be a great player given a different opportunity. 
Yeah, hold on one second. Before we move on, I just want to see what Ferkser's contract situation is. I feel like he's young, uh, only second year maybe, but I'm not sure about that either. You are... Oh, he's a restricted free agent. Could have been um, undrafted? Signed a two-year? Yeah, know. it looks like he's he's almost... You know, he's got a he's got a birthday coming up here real real soon. Um, he he'll be twenty six here soon. A little bit older than I thought, at least in age. I was still think he might be a second year player, third year maybe. I don't know. Uh, he was undrafted in twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. He's been with the Titans is... for five years. Five years. So he's only played for the Titans, and his contract oh. is up. It sounds like. No, he was undrafted and then got signed by the Jets and then the Chiefs. Oh, wow. And then five years in Tennessee. Yep. Wow, I didn't know he'd been in the league that long. My bad. All right. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know either. He played well. Okay. Well, that's been... I don't know. I, I like Ferkser a lot. I just... He's definitely a thorn in Janu's side. That's he is. for sure. He is. And until we see something change with that, like Janu goes somewhere or... Something happens. They could, the or they could, or position. they could dump. They could dump Ferkser, and I think, I think the thing with Ferkser is that he's a better blocker than Johnny. Oh, so, see, I was just gonna. I was wondering about the opposite. I was gonna say, I wonder if he's, if Johnny is an elite level blocker because of his physical presence. I don't think so. I think he's more a pass catcher. Uh, let's move on to number eleven, which is, I don't know. He was number one in my heart about six or eight years of ten years ago. No. Six or eight years ago. It's been a while. It's Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. So fun fact about Jimmy Graham, him and Gronk both uh, burst out in the same season. Chris, I know you know this story. Of course. But I I drafted them both in the same uh, preseason fantasy draft. And at that time, ESPN wouldn't allow you to start two tight ends, which you can now do. But I couldn't. You couldn't start a tight end in your flex position. Yeah, the flex didn't include the tight end position exactly. Exactly. And then next year it could. And so forever and ever, I will never allow this to be in my fantasy leagues. The one that he because I, I because I am bitter <laughs> and holding a grudge. Anyway, so Jimmy Graham. But you got to realize, 11. I mean, these were historical tight end seasons, folks. These were like seventeen touchdowns. Yeah, eighteen and, and, and I touchdowns. and I got them and I got them in like the twelfth and thirteenth round. It was ridiculous. And you held on to him for quite some time. Then I think you finally were able to deal one or the other. I think it was. I Graham. traded Gronk. I traded John, Gronk for oh. um, Chris Johnson's two thousand yard season, I believe. Wow, I think so. Took you a little while Maybe to it was, get rid of him, though. Uh, yeah. I feel Anyways, like I don't. I don't know. What so. Jimmy Graham did play in, in every game this season, but he did have two goosers, and but it, he also had six games over ten points as well. So that's good. That's not bad. Um, the problem with Jimmy Graham is that, and I noticed this in research for next episode, is that he was really only on the field for at most about two thirds of the snaps. He was not. He was not playing a lot. Uh, yeah. A lot of snaps. Similar story with Gronk. Older dudes, bigger dudes. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah. I mean, I got written down here too that he naturally could have had a better season with a better quarterback. I don't know though because when I started looking at those snap counts or percentages, I was like, "You're only on the field maybe like fifty percent of the time." So yeah, just opportunity. Well, he's he still has know. a little something to say in the. Uh, it's a very similar example. I just can't keep help making the correlations, but uh, 
on the downside of his career, bigger guys still has something to say when you start getting in the 20, uh, not between the 20s, but in the red zone, yep. you know, because he's got size and he's got uh, uh, veteran savvy and can win those matchups sometimes. Yep. And you're, it's kind of like, you know, 50%. It's not bad. If you're, if you're pulling 50 down, 50% of those YOLO red zone balls, then hey, man, we, 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 we've got sure. something we can work with. But otherwise, I don't trust the quarterback, don't trust the offense. I'd rather look in a different direction, uh, and we'll see where he plays football next yeah. year, if he does. I mean, that's um, about the end of Jimmy Graham, as far as I'm concerned. Fun that fact really about Jimmy negative. Graham. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Fun fact about Jimmy Graham before we move on is that he has a rare no trade clause in his contract and it's rare for tight ends to have that let's put it that way sure so the bears can dump him he has one more season left in chicago too according to his contract um sounds right he was doing the two-year thing i know all i know all this for research for next episode good uh anyways so yeah it's i don't know i think jimmy graham's probably gonna retire after his contracts up with the bears maybe he won't and he could very well not be on this list next year. So it's just uh, very wait, easily. Wait and see. Not a big fan. Loved the guy in the meet in the uh, you know, uh, in the Saints days. Yes, in the Saints days, the the good part of his career. Uh, big fan. I was on him early. Uh, obviously, you you won that. Uh, I was a little too early in a different league. Let's put it that way. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah, let's move on to the last guy on our list here, and this is our second Iowa alum here, and he is Noah Fant. Go He's looking pretty serious there too. Yes, he is. Um, there. So Noah Fant, he missed a couple of games this season, and really he could be much, much higher on this list Three if he would have been healthy. Uh, well, some of that was quarterbacking because there was that infamous game where they didn't have a quarterback. Um, literally. Yep. And also, I believe it was in week four, he sprained his ankle, he missed a game because of it, and he was never the same afterwards. It, why do teams do this, man? Why do they do? Why do they let their players who sprain their ankle come back too soon? You would have thought that after watching Alvin Kamara and was it Saquon also yep. mm-hmm. that did that? I think in the same season too, like two years ago. Sounds right. Like, why do they let? players do this if you're not yeah okay great you can go out there and everything but you're not actually letting your your ankle heal so therefore you're not giving you're giving 100 effort but we're not getting 100 of your physicality and your ability so uh maybe you should just take take a rest i, I assume medical staffs uh says you can't do any more damage and the personnel decision says 77% of Fant is better than XYZ. I don't know. That's my best guess. But I agree with you. They should just. I don't know. It. I mean, especially in a year when you're having some really subpar quarterback play, too. What, what's the, you're not why playing bother? for the playoffs. So, mm-hmm. so why bother? Like, make him sit and just be like, dude, just get healthy, you know? Yep. yep. You're, get healthy. You're, you're, and you're in our future plans. You're not in our mm-hmm. 2020 plans. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Plans. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, and and I also have written down here that according to RotoWire, he was uh, playing through an injury all year long. Yeah, like no doubt, dude. That's probably, in fact, in fact, that's that's a positive as far as I'm concerned because you couple that with the questionable quarterback play, and was, uh, I still believe in the player is what I'm getting at. You know, he's yeah, still it was week three because I have written down here that he was averaging 16 points per game in the first two weeks. Yeah, it's only wow. two weeks, but hey. And then after that, it was 7.82 points per game the rest of the way. It was not very good. Also lost Locke for a, at least one game. 
Uh, for it, several. If he's the end, if he, he is even, at least with luck, you know, you've got a live arm fantasy perspective. At least, you know, he's going to, he's going to, he's got a big arm, but he's, yeah, well, I know. I know, I know. For yeah. some, he's, he's gun shy. I think, I don't know. It's, oh, is it's weird. Okay. To watch uh, it's, yeah. He's, he's, he's really conservative. He's short past probably coaching like, staff can... in his ear. Cause they know that I guess gunslinger I will give the ball away probably, but let's say, hey, let's hope he can, he can show us something next year. Um, and that would be great for fans fantasy value, but, uh, I worry about his quarterback situation. Let's just hope he can uh, be healthy and maybe Locke can play reasonably well. Otherwise, yeah, hopefully he rises on this list because the Hawkeye fan in me wants to see him do well. I and think, maybe, I think he will. And maybe he's, I, he's not, I can he, find a value not too. An all- He's not a complete tight end like uh, TJ Hawkinson in the sense that he really can't, um, he can't block very well. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's a pass catcher. That's it. Through so. and through. Yep. Um, the Shannon Sharp what, days in Denver. Do you, do you have an honorable mention here that like maybe a guy you want to talk about there, Chris? Uh, yeah. Do I have an honorable mention? Oh yeah. Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I'm kind of putting an asterisk here. Um, I think they're going to have him back. Uh, it's Blake Jarwin, uh, for the Cowboys. Um, mm-hmm. this is kind of the low hanging fruit, if you will, cause it was based entirely upon injury. Uh, uh yeah. I think it's first two weeks of the season, uh, if I recall. Um, and, and it's kind of two injuries too, because even if Jarwin would have stayed healthy, he'd have lost that hurt. Yep, exactly. So, uh, that's kind of why um, I came full circle back to low hanging fruit. I was like, well, on one hand, he missed the entire season due to injury. On the other hand, Dalton Schultz flashed a little. I mean, a little. Like, he looked decent. But again, we lost sure. the starting quarterback, so that has a lot to do with everybody's evaluation. But keep an eye on Jarwin. I think he's still the preferred answer at tight end for the Cowboys. That's a team I follow closely. I'll keep an eye on that for uh, during free agency. But I'd like to see him get another opportunity in 2021. And if he does, I think we can all agree that the uh, Cowboys tight end position is a valuable one. Uh, it's a volume offense. They like to throw a lot. If if Dak gets his money, if Dak gets his uh, leg healed up, which has got a little bit of a question didn't mark they, on it. Didn't they give Blake Jarwin money? Like they gave him a contract. Yeah, I think they? they. I think it was a relatively short deal, like two years, maybe. Mm, don't remember. Last year would have counted it uh, against that. I think two or three. So mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. important thing to remember: he's still in, under contract next year. And the other important thing to remember is you're right; they did invest a little bit in him. Uh, nothing too crazy, uh, but then again, they didn't have to. But uh, he's definitely showed some playing uh, playmaking chops down the seam. So I'm excited to get him back in there. And I don't think they make a move there for the reasons we just named. Uh, if he, if they mm-hmm. do, obviously things change. Um, but otherwise, I think he's a great honorable mention. My honorable mention is, and I'm. This is a bit of a cheat on myself because mm-hmm. he is actually the number thirteen tight end on the season. It's Hunter Henry. Um, he got hit ninety three targets from. That's, dang it! It's not Joe Burrow. <laughs> I always want to call him Joe Burrow. He's not Herbie. Joe Burrow. It's Justin Herbert. Um, the only problem he had he had sixty receptions, so he didn't have an extremely great catch percent uh, catch rate, but six hundred thirteen yards. Not. Great, but not terrible, but four touchdowns this mm. season. That's why Hunter Henry didn't make our list. Uh, I, I, If he does stay with the Chargers because he is a free agent sure. this season, once again, still don't know how I remember these things. Um, I, You know, if he does stay with the Chargers, yeah, I think he'll be great. You know, I think he's he really kind of fits what the Chargers do, or he did with Phillip Rivers at least. 
Um, he does have an injury history. He did miss a couple of games this season as well. Uh, I believe, I believe he missed a couple Sounds of games right. this season. So Keenan was more healthy this year for sure, but I think for really sure missed, it was one or two, maybe. Um, yeah, great player. Uh, I think it's just, just chem- chemistry thing with the rookie quarterback. He missed <laughs> the last two games of the season. I was right. Okay. So yeah, that's what that's part of the reason why he's not higher on the list. Kind of like with Mark Andrews, he could have been higher, but he missed a couple of games. I think other than that, like I think that was really the only two guys that had injuries on the list. Everyone else just, you know, kind of pooed themselves a little bit. Performed, yeah. Because because they're tight ends and tight ends and that's what they tend to it's, do. It's not it's not ten years ago when tight ends were, you know, the, the bee's knees. It's always been so. one of my favorite positions. I uh that's why I lament about the current state of fantasy tight ends. But I did hi- we we did highlight a couple names I'm hoping can uh raise that that bar. Uh in particularly Fant like we were just touching on. Fant for sure, Hunter Henry, um, even, even Jarwin. I think John is just a matter of situation, just holding him back. Um yeah, I would like to see those guys kind of maybe bump out Jimmy Graham and and not, not OJ Howard not that could wanna... go to a different team and end up flashing right. somewhere. Not that yeah. I want to hate on any of these guys in particular, but I just don't see Jimmy Graham making no. the this list at all next year. And that some of that has to do with the player. And even if he does, he won't be on many of my teams. I want to. I want to. I'm not even from a dynasty perspective. I just want a younger, more upside play. If I'm going to punt, yeah, for sure. I want an upside play. And he's to me, he's yeah. a, he's a he's a decent floor. That's fine. But I, I don't feel excited about taking that guy, Jimmy Graham. No. Um, I guess in, in, until next week, I, I don't have anything else to say, Chris. What about you? Uh, just a little housekeeping. Uh, give us a follow on twitch.tv forward slash Amazing Fantasy Football. Um, we're, we're not doing. We're not going to be doing any streaming really until draft time. What like the draft? Yeah. So look but, close in April. Mm-hmm. But we'll we'll be doing some streaming here once we get closer to the the 2021 NFL season. You as mm-hmm. always, you can email us an amaz- at amazingffb at gmail.com. You can give exactly. us some you can give us some some comments, um, suggestions. You can get it you, some suggestions. You can tell us to go screw, you know, like <laughs> um and but the the positive thing is that you could join our Discord server too. We have a Discord a, server. Uh, We're trying to it's it's kind of quiet right now because it's not football season, obviously. But you know, we're hoping once um, you know preseason starts up and everything, we can get some more people in there and you can help uh, help each other out. You know, maybe join some leagues if you want. I know I certainly would love to have a league with all of our fans, listeners. I really like I like listeners. I don't think anyone's really a fan of me. Uh, I'm certainly not a fan Speak of myself. Speak for yourself. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, <laughs> Uh, anyways no yeah I'll, uh, yeah I'll include a discord link to, uh you know a, a everlasting one if you will uh to join it's not everlasting the that's the thing they lie about it even though when you change it well anyway i will attempt to leave a discord link in the comments below um i'm sorry there was one other thing you mentioned that i just forgot what i was going to say about oh well it was basic I believe, housekeeping. I believe Chris would like to uh, plug his his Twitch channel. Oh yeah, too. oh yeah. Um, and I usually do include this in the description. Also, I do a PC uh, building, a gaming PC building, and flipping content. A little bit of gaming here and there. Uh, Hardware Dynasty. I'll include that in the comments below. Uh, that's at twitch.tv forward slash Hardware Dynasty. And I build PCs mm-hmm. live a lot lately. So let's. Go and sometimes I join in on the chat, and I am in the color commentary. Which means I just make raunchy jokes. 
<laughs> but we have a good time. Uh, oh, we do have a good time. And I'm hoping to get some YouTube content put together in this fantasy off season. Cause I think we've already shown that. Oh, that's the last thing I wanted to mention was, um, uh, we've been honing in a little bit in the off season. Obviously we have more free time during the week cause it's the off season. And therefore you've seen some improvements in the show. And I think we want to get to a real good spot right before August. Uh, so you guys can see some of this, uh, some of this uh, production for sure. And I, we have another episode coming up and, uh, next week, which will next be week. about some players that, um, that could make the jump, jump and, Moving forward after that, we're going to have an episode on offensive lines and head coaches changing. And then it's free agency time. It'll almost bring us right up to free agency. So, yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. As always, you can, if you are listening to this in podcast format, you can check us out on YouTube at just search Amazing Fantasy Football for YouTube. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hey, thank you. You can click that little bell to subscribe. And you can also check us out on pretty much anywhere you can find a podcast except for Apple, iTunes, Currently. whatever they're calling themselves. I got to I gotta work on that later today. So we're, we're getting there. We're getting there, folks. Until then, have a good day, everyone. Keep wearing your masks and stay safe.